0: When it comes to dating and finding love over 40, do you know the three-letter word that can totally change your life? That's what we're going to be talking about, how to improve your odds of finding love after 40 with my favorite dating coach from Down Under, as we explore trends, authenticity in dating, how men and women may be equal but we're not the same, how to avoid missing opportunities, and why you need to be vulnerable if you want to find love. So stay tuned hi this is ronnie and ryan intuitive coach and welcome to the breathe love and magic podcast in the show we'll talk about mystical methods spiritual practices and magic to grow spiritually live well and maybe find love open your heart expand your mind connect with spirit and embrace the magic that is all around you May good fortune come to all those who listen to the Breathe, Love & Magic podcast. And now, on with the show! Hey, this is Ronnie, and I want to give a shout-out to some of my listeners it's so much fun to see where people are listening from. Ireland has a big contingency. So I want to thank you so much. My Ryan name comes from marriage, but my husband and I did visit Ireland in 2016. It was just so magical. We loved it and we hope to go back someday. The other place that surprised me with quite a few listeners is Uruguay down in South America. And I was very surprised to see that in the report, but so happy to have you listening. To my listeners in Ireland. And in Uruguay. Thank you for standing out today. And to everyone else, I'm so thrilled that you listen and take time to hear what I have to share. In this episode of the Breathe Love and Magic podcast, I'm speaking with one of my favorite dating coaches ever from down under, Debbie Rivers. Debbie is an extraordinary dating coach who is always learning the latest techniques about how the brain works, especially when it comes to love. Her unique approach applies behavioral science, neuroscience, and attraction strategies to give you everything you need. She's certified in the Gottman Method Couples Therapy, a master neuro-linguistic programming coach, and a certified matchmaker with the Matchmaker Institute in New York.
1: Welcome, Debbie! Uh oh, so good to be here. I love having a chat with you about dating and relationships. It's so good. Always fun. I'm really excited. Let's
0: jump in. We're going to talk about trends yeah. in dating. All the apps and stuff, they all do these surveys every year, right? And so Bumble has one, and Tinder has one, and Match has one. And so I did some research to see what they're talking about. One of the things I noticed was It looked like a lot of the same stuff, but they renamed some things. My favorite one was infla dating, like inflation dating, I guess, or consciously couponing. (laughs) I don't know. I think somebody was smoking the ganja there, coming up with all kinds of new names on economic times that might be difficult or things are limited. And so let's have a less expensive first date. Debbie, is this a
1: new idea? It's not a new idea, but it is something that's a little bit popular at the moment because, you know, everything's getting more expensive and singles have less money. But the whole coupon dating, I'm not sure how it would go down if you went on a date and the person got out a coupon. (laughs) There will probably be a little bit of judgment involved in that. So, no, nothing new. But I do think that you can be very creative with your dates and go do something fun that doesn't have to cost a lot. That's not just a boring cup of coffee. Yes. Is I don't think there's a trend for people to go on expensive dinners on dates. And there hasn't been for the last how many years. It's not a thing anyway. So I don't know how this one is a new trend. Other than people are worried a bit more about money.
0: Yeah. You know, 25 years ago, I never went to dinner on a first date. No. (laughs) I, I went for a beer. I went for a cup of coffee, a cup of tea, an ice cream, you know. If they wanted me to go to dinner, I just said, no, because I didn't even want to spend that much time with them. How did I know I wanted to be chewing my salad across from them? Who knows (laughs) what they're like? You know, I didn't want to commit to that much time. So I wanted to do a definite cheaper date. And here's another idea on less expensive dating. That's kind of activity oriented. And they're calling it fading, which is fitness dating.
1: See, I think that sounds horrible. (laughs)
0: The last thing I want to do is go on a hike with a man I don't know. How do I know I'll be safe? You know, like to me, I don't understand that. But you you could go for a walk in a populated area.
1: I like getting a coffee or an ice cream and going for a walk because there's less judgment when you're doing an activity. And I do think if people can do something fun on a date... They get out of the judgment and they're actually having a good time. And then they see the other person a lot better. But no, I wouldn't going with a hike with a complete stranger to someone isolated or going to a remote beach for a walk is not something I'd recommend with someone you don't know. It's not safe.
0: Right. I mean, I want you to have fun. I want you to be active. I want you to be safe. Yeah. So go to someplace populated. You know, there's lots of people around. There's so few people out there you have to fear or worry about. It's such a small number, but why not be safe anyway? Exactly.
1: And I don't know about you, the idea of getting sweaty and running with someone (laughs) or being in love (laughs) for a bathers on a first date, it's just (laughs) too much.
0: (laughs) I was laughing because I was watching this YouTube video where they were talking about, oh yeah, I'm into fitness dating. And there, you know, it was an over 60 video and they were talking about, All this stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I'm glad they're fit. I'm glad they're healthy. I'm glad they like to be active. But yeah, but do we need to be sweaty on a first day? I don't know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I agree. But you know, I find it interesting that a lot of people, they like to be active. But if someone is the over-fitness person, that's a deal breaker for them (laughs) because it's too much pressure. (laughs) You want someone, you know, over 50, over 60, you want someone fit and healthy. A lot of people tell me they don't want the obsessed person. So (laughs) deal breaker. A, a, you know, a deal breaker for lots.
0: Sometimes that makes people competitive too. It can bring out- yeah, which and, is
1: not and... great. I remember I used to run some quiz dating events, you know, women against men, and they would get so competitive that there were so much less matches than in a normal event. They stopped doing it because it didn't work. <laughs> That's really, really funny. It reminds me of the time
0: I went and played pool one night And I don't know, I was hot that night. Like I stink at pool, but for whatever reason, the gods of pool were in my favor or billiards, however you call it. And I was slamming them in. And so this guy decided he wanted to be my partner. And you know, the next round, I was terrible. It was just, (laughs) I was like, it's just me. What can I say? So that didn't go over well. (laughs) I love it. It It's just pressure.
1: Have fun, but you don't have to push it. It's already a high-pressure situation for many people, so you don't want to add in anything. You, I, I often work with people that are quite successful in life. They might have a successful business, be great in a job. You put them in the dating environment and that confident person goes out the window because they're not sure how to act in a different environment. So I just think you don't need any more pressure in what for a lot of people feels more pressure. And I find men feel more pressure by dating than women because as women, we're used to talking to people. We're used to doing those conversations. Men not as much in that environment, especially when they know that women are very judgmental of who they're going to date.
0: I'm going to agree with you there for sure. One date I thought was interesting, depending on the time of year, was going to like a a farmer's market or an outdoor market, talking about food and what you like to eat and looking at the selection. You don't have to even buy anything. I don't know. I thought that was kind of an interesting date. And you could end that with coffee. Sometimes they have things for sale, like they'll have pastry or ice cream. It's fun. Okay, moving on. We've all heard of love bombing, gaslighting and attachment style and ghosting. But you know what I'm finding, and, and I know you brought this up too, as people are so fast to label everything today, including themselves.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's not a good thing, right? I, I find with TikTok and Instagram, people are going, I am an avoidant attachment style, or I am an anxious one, or this guy has gaslighted me. Now, the whole thing with gaslighting or even a narcissist is the percentage of people that are narcissists are less than 5% of the population. But if you look At how many people say they've dated a narcissist? It seems like 70% of the population. So there's a lot of misdiagnosis around that stuff, that people will attach labels to behavior. Sometimes someone's selfish. They're not a narcissist. They're just selfish. And you don't want to date a selfish person. But I find that someone might say they're an avoidant attachment style. Sometimes it could be they're just not that into you. And it can be that simple or they're unavailable. Well, it could just be they're not that into you. So all of these labels and us saying we are something becomes another barrier to dating.
0: Yeah, I really agree. And so ultimately what we're saying is it'd be nice if there was a way
1: to withhold judgment for a little while. People can control who they are for like three months, right? Mm-hmm. And I often tell women they might be looking at guys' profiles and and the guy will say he's not a smoker and then they find out he smokes down the track. So I'm like people will show you who they are over time that you you're not going to know for at least three months who someone is. So take it slowly and withhold the judgment, right? Because if you go, I'm not going to date a smoker, someone might lie to you and say, I don't smoke. Because they know you're not going to date a smoker. So instead of saying, I'm not going to do this, just see who they are. If that makes sense, go into it. And if they're a smoker, you'll find out really quickly. Yeah. And I get that people want to protect themselves, right? They want to save themselves heartache, but that doesn't work. Well, one of the problems with what
0: you're talking about is if you put up all these barriers because you want to avoid heartbreak, you put up barriers, Exactly. And so once you put up barriers, you're going to avoid heartbreak and you're going to avoid falling in love because you have barriers up, you know, (laughs) falling in love sort of requires some vulnerability, not stupidity, not doormat, but some level of vulnerability where you're willing to take the risk, but you want to take a calculated risk, which is why you have some idea of what you do want. Absolutely. you certainly don't put up with any kind of bad treatment. You can walk away at any time if somebody's treating you poorly. But other than that, sometimes you have to go down the road a little with people to see what's happening because you can't figure everything out right at the start, you know. And so I worked with this woman and I said to her, well, how's it going? Did you get on the apps yet? What are you doing? And she said, you know, it's not going so well. I'm like, well, what's happening And she said, well, you know, I do connect with some guys, but they don't respond to my text or my messaging. I'm like, oh, well, what kind of things are you messaging? (laughs) She said she would ask them a question that was a test, like put these three words in order. And I'm like, what are you kidding me? How would you feel if somebody did that to you? I'm like, what, why are you testing them? She goes, well, mm-hmm. I want to know if they're smart or not. I'm like, we're going to have to get past the text. You're going to have to have a conversation. You're going to have to meet them. I'm like, you can't test their IQ. What is this an IQ test or are you trying to meet people? <laughs> I, I was just horrified. I'm like, swear to me, you're not going to do that anymore. Stop testing men. If you test a man, he's going to walk away. Because <laughs> do you want to be tested? Because I know men who have tested women. That doesn't go over well either. So nobody likes to be tested because that's a severe judgment if you're putting men through those paces then you're not open you're not friendly i'm like is that friendly is that inviting is that hospitable is that welcoming is it warm no 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 you're just gonna lose so oh what a big surprise men aren't responding
1: (laughs) I love that. I love that. You know, I, I do find when people say online dating doesn't work and you see the messages they send, you go, I can see why. Even when women will tell me, you know, like I do write profiles for people and they'll say that they're warm and friendly and you'll write this profile and you go, are you warm and friendly to people on dates? And they go, no, I'm not. And I'm like, well, no one wants to go on a date with someone that's cold, hard and judgmental. Like it doesn't feel good. I always tell people dates shouldn't be like job interviews. I went for a job interview to see what that would be like again, you know, randomly. And as much as I'm a really confident person, it doesn't feel good where you're sitting in front of a panel of three people. You know that they're judging you, your answers, and they're writing notes. And like, doesn't bring out the best in anyone. So I don't know why we keep doing it when it comes to dating and women with there trying to see if men are intelligent. There are so many different types of intelligence, right? Yes. You can be book smart, but not smart. Like, run their own businesses who are very emotionally intelligent and great people. Whereas some of the intellectuals are not the people you'd want to date. So I don't know, some of these barriers make them miss out on the person. And I was talking to you about this earlier, like I've been with my partner now for three years and I met him three times. And if I'd have met him online, if I'd have met him at one of my speed dating events, I would have said no to him. And I'm really... Shocked by that because I feel like, you know, I do what I do. I'm really good at judging people. But he had been in a relationship for 21 years. He'd lost his wife. She died of a brain tumor. So he came into the dating situation nervous, talking a standard story. It's a nice guy, but very boring. But when I met him a couple of times, he was anything but boring, right? (laughs) I left my marriage and I traveled to 35 countries. So travel was really important. And I didn't want to meet a guy that just wanted to get in a camper van and drive around Australia because that's really popular here. That's not what I see myself doing. And this guy that I'm with was the kind of guy that wanted to go in the camper van around Australia and never gone overseas. And we met in COVID and we couldn't go anywhere but the camper van. So I went and I'm going to go do the camper van. I had a brilliant time absolutely loved it and then when the restrictions lifted we went overseas and now he's the one online going where can we travel next oh. we're gonna go to Turkey or Europe or the US so I put these barriers in place that I would have missed out on someone that is perfect for me he's not perfect but we're you know a great perfect match for, for each, each other. other yes but I remember when I was dating if a guy said he liked camping He was a no yeah
0: well let me ask you something because this is really curious now because here you are you're trained you have so many certifications you have degrees you have you know all this stuff about relationships and nlp and everything and you were still making a classic mistake so how did he get through to you what did he do that you finally went oh maybe i'm wrong like
1: what happened had a brunch event and it was like all day and then another couple of events and we went to, we went to rotness which was a whole day. So he actually, he did one thing that he started to show who he really was instead of the facade. Like he was funny, I, he, I, cause I don't like boring and he showed his true personality so I could see who he was. The next thing that he did is he persisted. Like he goes, I really like you. Let's give this a chance. He goes, I'm not going to give up on you, which was wonderful, right? So, but our first date, I remember him being so nervous that we'd met a couple of times before and he goes, give us a chance, go on a date. Cause I didn't want to meet a client through my business either. You know, someone that had come to an event, he was so nervous on the date that he couldn't talk, even though we'd had, you know, great conversations before, but I think it was just, he showed me who he really was. And he just goes, I like you. And he kept persisting. And here we are.
0: (laughs) We're going to take a super short commercial break and we'll be right back. When you have big life challenges you're facing and you have to make a big decision, do you struggle? I used to drive myself crazy, flip-flopping back and forth, asking everybody I knew. Finally, I got this idea to ask the universe for a sign. It worked fast, and the process was so simple. That's why I created this free audio program. You can learn how to properly ask your question, pick a sign, and then, boom, get a solid yes or no answer in less than 24 hours. Stop tormenting yourself. You've got to try this. Visit intuitiveedge.biz slash sign and get this free program right now.
1: I think I let go of those judgments and what I learned is, and I see women do this all the time. We think that we're going to know the person when we meet them. We think that we've got enough to know that. I didn't have enough information. And sometimes we pick these things out He doesn't want to travel, so that's a no. I'm not feeling anything for him. Oh, my God, I would have missed out on this wonderful relationship by following some of the things that I did and I see other women do. And like you say, I'm trained. you think that I would know. (laughs) Right. Well, you know,
0: what you're saying, though, is really interesting. Well, for me, I wanted a man who was interested in a beach vacation. Instead, what I got is Mr. Freckle, who... His skin is very pale and he gets a lot of freckles and he cannot sit in the sun. It's just not a possibility for him. He'll go to the beach in October and September. He'll want to walk on the beach or whatever. He's not against the beach. He's just not going to sit there, get tan, and he's not going anywhere near any place warm in the winter where I want to go. So I have to go with my girlfriends. And What's wrong with that? Because he meets many of my other criteria. Then a woman wrote to me and she said she had met this guy who was amazing and checked all the boxes, but he just wants to stay home. And she wants to do adventure travel. And she actually wrote to me that she wanted to go snowshoeing in the Arctic,
1: which I think (laughs)
0: is a little extreme. And she goes, so I just don't know what to do because I'm getting bored. And so what I wrote to her was, Okay. So you've met this great guy who you can trust, who's supportive, who makes you laugh, who's fun to be with, but he doesn't like to travel. Can you travel with girlfriends? Do you have to travel with him? Is that the problem? Or is the problem that he's not one of those bad boy males who always leaves you hanging so you don't get bored? (laughs) Like, is that what's going on? Are you bored because you know, he likes you and he's not going anywhere? So what's really happening? I So I said, ask yourself these questions and see what comes to you, because I think you need to investigate a little bit about what's going on. And I'm not going to tell you he's the right man or the wrong man, because mm-hmm. I think you need to look at yourself and look within and see what's really going on <laughs> here. Because yes, yeah, yeah, in the ideal world, you
1: get everything you want, but sometimes you get 80%. Yeah. That's yep. great sometimes like who we end up with and I see this with my clients it's not who they imagine that they'd end up with but it's exactly what they need do you know what I mean like it's a it's a match for what they need and some of the things I don't know it's almost like and I love Alison Armstrong it's like we still want to date that hairy version of ourselves we want the guy that goes to and wants to go shopping with us and wants to do this guys are guys they're not women That's what's great about them. Do something with your girlfriends, some things with your partner. You can't expect to have everything in one package. And that's where people go wrong. Like we're not everything in one package.
0: Yeah, that is profound. It's really true. And it keeps people single. It's very, very true. Like I meet women. They want to have the guy be their best friend, their travel partner, super supportive, creative with them into all the culture and all this kind of stuff. They want to do everything with them and it can happen. It's kind of rare, but I think you're missing out on the joys of learning something from somebody else. If you meet somebody who's just like you, sometimes that's like that twin flame thing where then you fight intensely because you're too similar.
1: Yeah. And the growth of being opposite, like we do date people that we love those qualities in, sometimes that we don't have ourselves and vice versa. And it allows you to grow as people. So I think we don't always know what we need. I remember when I was dating to start with thinking, you know, I did my list that people tell you to do a list and I'm not such a fan of a list. Kind of chose everything the opposite of my ex-husband. (laughs) understandable and guys saying I don't think that's what you actually choose and he made me really think about it and I didn't I said I wanted easygoing but I didn't really want easygoing I wanted someone that challenged me that just didn't give in to everything that I wanted but that could be fun and could be easygoing but right kind of going well what is it that I really choose And, and sometimes people put in their profile what they're not looking for so the person doesn't even respond to their profile because they go well I'm not a match for that if that makes sense and one of the other trends that we haven't got to is authenticity dating and I do love this one and it's an overused word but really being genuine in our profile and we're not talking warts and all right like here's my deepest darkest secret and my flaws we're talking about who we really are and not who we think people want to date because if we show who we are, the person that likes that is going to be attracted to that. But if you're hiding it, they don't know who you are, right? We get caught up in the superficial things like do they like to travel? That's not who they really are. I think it's tough for people to really get what being authentic in dating is, even being vulnerable in dating because people either go word vomit Or they don't say enough. What is vulnerability? It's about being really open. People will jump into bed with someone, but they won't say that they want a relationship. Like you want to be vulnerable about wanting the relationship before you jump into bed with someone. Be real about what it is you really want. I think there's a lot of wisdom there. It's very
0: important to be yourself. I had a client once, Barb. And Barb told me she had this real problem when she was dating because there was only so long she could act a certain way before she didn't want to do that anymore. And she would just kind of (laughs) blow up after six months. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, what are you one way? But then you're hiding the real person you are. She goes, well, how long can I be that nice? And I'm like, what? (laughs) What are you saying? So she would put on an act for as long as she could stand it. And then they would break up with her because that wasn't who she really was. Where are you going with this? This isn't working, you know? I was so (laughs) astonished. It never occurred to me that anybody would do that. But unfortunately, I'm very straightforward. So I just think other
1: people (laughs) will be too. But that was a real eye-opener. And look, I also find women saying... I'm strong and independent, and that's why men don't like them. But I also hear guys going, Look, I started to date her. She was strong and independent, and that's what I liked. But six months down the track, she falls into a heap and she's needy. So it's almost like <laughs> you know, be strong on the inside, be soft on the outside it is, is a better way of being. No one's that strong and independent all the time. And we go into a relationship because we need each other. And to be vulnerable is to need someone in your life, right? Yeah,
0: because, you know, not because you can't do without them, but because they expand your world. They add to what is already going on for you. They help you see new viewpoints or look at the world with a different perspective. And there's a real need for that because you can't do it all by yourself all the time. It really is helpful to have a partner. You know, I've learned so much from my husband and we are 180 degrees apart. We couldn't be more different. It's incredible. So when we'd be going from one end of town to another, he would always take the long way and go by the beach. I'm like, where are you going? What are you doing? This is going to take forever. He's like, I want to see the beach. <laughs> and I always want to go from A to B as fast as possible. But I learned to go the long way because why not see the beach? Why not enjoy the wood? There was no hurry. I was making the hurry. So yeah. I was missing out on the enjoyment of going the long way home, going past the beach, looking at the sunset or the sand or whatever was going on there. And so yeah. I've learned a lot from him about how to enjoy the small moments in my type A life, you know I me. Mean? <laughs> but I needed that. So that's a perfect example of how he's impacted me when I've let down my guard to see how. Does he do it? What does he think? How, you know, how does he look at the world? And could I look at it like that and see if I like it? So yeah. there's, there's so yeah. much value in that. Let's talk about how men and women may be equal, but they're different. And yet women still seem to think they want a man who sort of sounds just like them.
1: Yeah. And you know what? I, I find particularly with younger singles, because they've been brought up that men and women are equal, they don't realize how different we are. And I do find in dating that you're equal, but the way you respond and the way you act is so different. And it's often one of the biggest reasons that people miss each other, right? Men are very transactional when they date, whereas women want to build a connection online. So men will just go, oh, we're on here. Let's go on a date. Whereas women will want to chat and do all of that. And men don't understand. They go, the women are on here surely they want to meet a man why are they not meeting me so even like at that very simple level they think differently yes even when they go into the dating situation you know women are always saying they want a quality man and and men are going well what the hell is that (laughs) like it, it feels so judgmental to be on the other side of it and I don't know about you I sometimes see posts where people go, oh, that person's substandard. i I'm like right. kind of hurts my heart to judge a human as substandard. On, on what criteria? I don't know. For one, I think that we need to be the quality person first and look at ourselves and not put the problem out there. But I think understanding the differences between men and women and how they communicate, which is a whole nother podcast. We don't have enough time for that one, but, <laughs> you know, I do run speed dating events, and I see women say they wanting good men, and they're overlooking good men each each freaking week. They say no on very limited information, yeah. and it's not on great people.
0: Yeah, I talk about this as the ballpark theory of dating, and what I say is the ballpark is a baseball uh, park. Okay, you might not want to date any of the guys who are selling peanuts or beer or in the parking lot or whatever, you know? You're like, no, those people are disqualified. I'm not dating them. But there's still a whole ballpark. There's not just the players on the field. And, you know, most women want to date the quality men, the players on the field, but they're called players for a reason. Right. That's how I look at it. All the women want to date those guys, and those guys know it, and they're not interested in being caught because they can play the field. So, what you really want is to check out the guys in the stands, which is a massive number of people, of opportunities, of possibilities. So, that's what I say. If you meet a guy who kind of fits in the ballpark of what you want, like he doesn't have everything, but he might have, you know, some good stuff, and you need to learn more. Good go on another date. So I'm all about going on three dates with anybody who's kind of in the ballpark of what you're looking for. Now, a lot of times men are nervous, which is something you and I were talking about earlier. And so by the third date, they relax more and they show you something that's so endearing or so sweet or so adorable. You're like, oh, I could really get to know this guy. You know, he's got some good qualities, but you won't see that on date one because they're nervous wreck. Men get nervous too. You can't collect all the data you need, you know, and that's the point of dating. Dating is about collecting data. I say dating is data collecting. So you have to see people longer than an hour. Now, sometimes, yeah. you know, right away, but sometimes you need yeah. to give people a chance. And that's what the ballpark theory of dating is. Give men a chance three dates before they're out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely.
1: I love that. I love that theory. That's perfect. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know, it really worked for me. I can tell you that. You know, these silly things I came up with were all the things I had to do because I made every mistake in the book and then I wrote the book.
1: <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, I, I love that. Do you know that the thing we were talking about it earlier too is, you know, over COVID, I put on weight in a relationship. I put on weight. I think I put on 10 kilos and I kind of tried to lose the weight by doing what I might have done in my 20s and 30s and nothing was happening. So I went on a in the, uh, we've got a scientifically proven diet over here and five weeks I've lost four kilos right but what I noticed is I had to take consistent action every single day and I'm going to have to continue to take consistent action for weeks and months in the future sometimes we want things too easy and you might be out there dating haphazardly if you really want something it's going to take some action on your part that I don't think you know All the Disney crap where love happens by chance. I think there's magic. I know there's magic in love, but you have to go out and take some action consistently for some of this to happen and how you feel when you take action and get results is incredible. And some of the results in dating can just be going and having a fun date. Maybe you know you learn something yeah. about wine appreciation, you learn about surfing, you learn about how to cook Music. a perfect steak. Yeah. It's never a waste of your time. If you're really curious and enjoy it, imagine you just had 50 dates to go on, and then you're going to find your person. You wouldn't be disappointed that every date didn't turn out. You That's just true. go, oh my God, I was so much closer to my person. Like yes. it's a yes. different mindset. <laughs> it's so funny
0: that you say that because. I always say every man you meet brings you one man closer to the right man for you.
1: Yeah, because it's knowing what you want. It's knowing how you feel. When you're in a relationship, you don't get those first kisses anymore. You don't get that butterflies in your stomach meeting people. So sometimes people are thinking that it's work. It's not. It's fun. Like if you're going to be in a relationship for the next 20 years, this might be the only time that you're dating. I love dating when I was dating and it is fun. Like, flirt, relax, enjoy it. I can tell you that
0: I had plenty of disappointments, but I also had fun. When I started to have fun, I realized dating is an adventure. And so I never thought of a date as a waste because I learned something or I had a good story to tell. Exactly. Some of the worst dates are the best
1: stories.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) All right. I want to move on and talk about the three-letter word that changes your world. (laughs) I love (laughs) this. Okay, so I'm going to tell you a story. I had two girlfriends, both of them single, and they had gone through the winter. It was approaching springtime. They were just ready for something different. And they talked about what they could do that was different. And it finally came down to this. They realized that they had socializing opportunities, but sometimes they didn't feel like it. They didn't want to go out. They didn't want to meet new people. It was stressful. They were tired from work. They wanted to work out and do their laundry or watch TV. And, <laughs> and they realized that was not really serving them. And so they decided to turn things around and they called it the summer of yes, Y-E-S. Yes. That's a three-letter word. So here's what happened. Whatever opportunities came their way, they said yes. They went to parties. They rented a house at the beach. They went to concerts. They bought a bunch of crazy sunglasses, like with margarita lenses, and they carried them with them and they would hand them out when they were out at bars or parties (laughs) or whatever, listening to music. And they met so many people and so many men. They had the summer of their lives all based on one
1: three-letter word, Yeah, I love that. One thing that I love about that story is not just the yes, but that they handed the sunglasses out too. And sometimes women... I don't know, especially older women want guys to jump through hoops to come and approach them and don't make it easy. Like being warm and friendly and and kind of doing something like the sunglasses gives the invitation for the guy to talk to them. Yes. And it's a game changer. This whole mindset that the guy, if he's interested and invested, is going to come and talk to you is kind of causing people to miss out on opportunities. When you do something, you know, fun and flirty, to talk to them you're not asking them out but you're showing them that it's okay to talk to you yes is a game changer to meet people in real life and it does start with the yes mentality and I see it all the time like women want to meet these quality guys yet they do and they say no to them so what a speed dating opportunity which is one guy out of 15 I'm like say yes to more go on dates make a friendship. Who knows if they're going to introduce you to someone else? Yes comes with possibilities. No yeah. keeps you stuck where you're in the same place. So say yes more than no. Like yeah. you would be surprised at the magic that that opens, right? That is so
0: true. In addition, when you start to say yes more, your internal radar changes. Mm -hmm. And you start to see more things to say yes to. And you start to have more possibilities and more opportunities. It turns on some kind of magnet. This is the law of attraction stuff. It literally is changing your vibration or your frequency. You're elevating Mm -hmm. yourself. Your internal radar gets set for looking for opportunities to say yes to I had a woman who I worked with and she was like my poster gal. I totally love this story. She and a girlfriend had a challenge. And the challenge was who can meet the most men in a certain period of time. My client was constantly looking for who can I talk to because I got to get my quota in for this week, you know? <laughs> and so she stopped being picky and she started just talking to men because she needed her quota. <laughs> it was so it. funny. And she said that is exactly how she met her husband, because she went to some networking event and he was standing alone. She was like, there's my next victim. And she went over (laughs) to talk to him and she just wanted to make a checkbox. Okay, check. I talked to another man. So now I have five this week or whatever it was. And that's the man she married. And she never, never, never would have met him. Yeah. If she wasn't, she didn't set her radar on who can I talk to? So she wasn't judging him if he would be a good provider or if he was intelligent. She wasn't judging him on anything except he's a man. He's standing alone. I'm going to go talk to him. (laughs) (laughs) And in a way that's just casting aside all the intellectual nonsense and just talking to people. We're not saying you should date men who are your inferiors and all this stuff. We're saying, could you find out if they're, you know, superior or inferior by having a conversation or going on a couple of dates or giving decent men a chance? You got to have to talk to some men who are not tens. You know what I mean? If you save yourself for the nine or 10 guys, you're going to not date a lot of men. You're going to be lonely. And we're not saying you have to date substandard men, whatever that means, because I I don't really know, but (laughs) You don't have to date men that treat you poorly, for sure. But could you give men a chance? Could you have a conversation? Could you go on a date? Could you have a cup of coffee? Go for a walk? You know, see what happens. Take the pressure off, right? If you can just tweak what you're doing a little bit, give people a chance. I'm pretty sure you can find love. Debbie, always a pleasure. Always so much fun. It was. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed. And I could talk forever about the stuff. I know we could really do 24 seven. I know we, <laughs> we have so many stories between the two of us. Thank you so much until the next time. Thank you. Thank you for listening today. If you're curious about intuitive coaching or a past life reading, please visit breathe, and If you enjoyed the episode, please rate it or write a review and subscribe to never miss an episode and share the magic with a friend. This is Ronnie and Ryan wishing you love and magic.